Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Battleground Podcast. This is the podcast for Christian young men who are fighting to have sexual integrity while living in a hypersexualized culture. I'm your host, Wesley Reinhardt, and this is episode 22, in which I interview Pastor Van Marceau. He's the senior pastor of Fellowship Bible Church. He's got a lot of great things to say to young men. I'm sure you'll benefit. Let's dive in. Hey, thank you for listening today. So a couple of housekeeping announcements before I play the interview. Uh, first, you will notice that the audio is not good at all, and I apologize. That is my fault. Working through using this new soundboard and mic system, and I thought that the mics were more condensed than they were. Uh, so the audio is not good. It ended up picking up a lot more background noise than I thought. Uh, I did my best to edit it out, so it's a lot better than it was. But it's still going to be a bit of a struggle at times to get all of the audio. So bear with me. I know that you will benefit from it. I know it'll be worth it. Uh, Pastor Van is just spilling over with a lot of really good things that we all need to hear. And so I promise if you stick it out, it will be rewarding. Uh, number two, I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've published last. Part of that was the editing process. Uh, but part of it was, again, busyness with life and work. So it's good to be back. And I I need to give a shout out to uh, Jacob T. and Mr. Corey B. You guys know who you are. Uh, sent an encouraging text here and there. Um, so thank you guys for the support. And without further ado then, here is the interview with Pastor Van Marceau. Hey, uh, thank you for listening today. And Pastor Van, thank you for being with me today. Well, you're welcome, Wes. Good to be with you. We just enjoyed a good lunch here at Mission <laughs> Barbecue and uh, just kind of caught up on each other's lives. And, uh, it's just good to see you grow and develop into, into ministry and be your friend as well. And now we're in uh, Hagerstown Mall, <laughs> yeah. which is probably the first time this has been a podcast studio. But... Uh, uh, hey, just cool. Glad we could meet up, and I enjoyed lunch as well. So, uh, this is a podcast for young men, like I said, and you are a senior pastor. I am, and I'm no longer in the category of a young man. I'm <laughs> soon to be 62 yeah, years old. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I am a man, so I may be qualified to speak to this point. But yes, I'm the senior pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Shenandoah Junction, West Virginia. I've been there 26 years, and I'm about 27 years. And I uh, was a youth pastor before that in two different churches for 13 years. Wow. So, yeah, getting a little mileage on the, on the tires here. Yeah, yeah, I should say. Um, and, and as far as young men go, you have a, an internship at the church where you're trying to each year really impact a couple guys that I know I can think of at least one person that I had a uh, positive impact on, um, which was me, of course, spent a summer there. But uh, my brother-in-law. He did the internship there, and so that's a, uh, you like your young men there, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, young men have been a focus of our ministry from the beginning. Always believe that if the, if the guys in our youth group are strong, the girls are going to be spiritually strong. Hmm. And vice versa isn't really, isn't really true. Um, young women tend to have a, a, a propensity or a tendency towards spiritual sensitivity that young guys don't have. And um, they, they are a little more serious, they mature a little bit quicker. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and guys tend to kind of goof around a little bit more. So by focusing on our young men and developing them, I feel like it strengthens our total youth ministry. Yeah. Okay. So if, if you're looking at a young man who, uh, call him a teenager, 11th to 12th grade, right? And he's involved in athletics, um, 
but he's looking at his life <laughs> saying, who am I? How am I being a man? You know, what are some of the big things just shooting from the hip that, that he needs to work on right now? Um, if, if he's going to be a man of God, you know, and, and be a man, what are the, some of the things you're going to tell him? Sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, for one thing, you got to realize that we live in such an incredibly confused world right now that, that it's really difficult on our young men to understand who they are supposed to be. So let's yeah. come at it from the perspective of the guy who does have a biblical worldview. Okay. He's accepted Good. Christ as his Savior. Yep. Um, hopefully he's in a family uh, context and a church context where he's being encouraged to grow spiritually. And he has some level of a sensitive heart. But then he's plays football or cross-country or soccer yeah. or yeah. 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 school team. So, you know, even way back in the 1970s when I was running cross-country, you know, there would be pornography or things like that that we had to deal with. <laughs> but we didn't have these cell phones. Um, we didn't have the world pressing in on us with great confusion yeah. to where yeah. um, all of the biblical models of what God says a man should be, a woman should be, are being destroyed and undermined. And that's nothing other than the, the actual image of God trying to be stamped out um, yeah. of our society. Yeah. So for a young man today, you know, I think the number one thing for him to do is just focus on his relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. is, he, is he growing? Is he paying attention to God's word? start memorizing some scripture you know he's he's 17 years old or 15 or 14 years old he's not mature and we're gonna you know he needs role models in his life he needs yeah. encouragement yeah. he needs time um but let's face it you know our world is is pressing in on us and yeah. so what are our three yeah. great enemies are the world the flesh and the devil and for a 14 15 16 year old kid you know it it, it, it just the whole world of of sexual uh, temptation yep. pleasure yep. Yep. the idea there those are natural god-given desires yeah so what he's got to yep. do is he's got to learn how to think about himself correctly mm. and not fit into the pattern of the world yeah 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 how to think about himself correctly so i, I assume looking into god's word <laughs> yeah you know, so what how, i mean by that was, i think what i mean by that is we got to be careful to tell a 15-year-old guy who's filled with all kinds of desires. Yeah, you know, he wants yeah. money, he wants to eat a good supper, big pizza, you know. But more than anything else, he's becoming fully aware um, that he's a man and he's not a woman. Yeah. And he desires yeah. Yeah. Um, that, listen, God designed us, didn't he, where masculinity craves femininity. Yeah. Femininity yeah, craves masculinity. And, and that's normal. And so, in our world, where the what presses in upon us, or he has a, a smartphone uh, or whatever, the temptation to indulge himself and pleasure himself yeah. in the areas yeah. of sexuality—that's a highly accessible, highly tempting thing for yeah. him. Yeah. He's got to realize that these feelings, these passions, this desire that he has for femininity—that's God-given. And that's what yeah. I mean by understanding yourself. God designed him as a man. A man desires a woman. Yeah. The thing is that God God is a God of order mm -hmm. and a God of design mm -hmm. and he created us. And so he builds fences. Yeah. You know, just like yeah. if, you know, it, it, you build a fence around your backyard because it, it protects you, right? Yeah. It keeps yeah. things in and it keeps things out. Good. And um, it's the same thing. God God knows that at fifteen I'm not really ready. Yeah. I'm not really ready to be married. I'm not really ready, you know, to be engaged physically with my girlfriend or whatever. 
And um, and then the temptation then to just view, say, a guy's vulnerability to pornography. You know, these are these are the world manipulating God-given gifts. Yeah. So when a man looks at a woman and and sees that which is desirable and beautiful, that's God-given. And, and a man responds through the eye gate, right? He sees. That's why pornography is so difficult. Yeah. A man yeah. is harder to respond to what he sees. Okay. That's God-given. What the world under Satan's schemes have done is just plaster the world with all of this viewing so that it turns my attention to that in such a way that it ends up undermining my own personal integrity, undermines my purity. And then, and then it ends up, of course, taking you places you never thought you would go. And so now you're, you enter the world of, of sinful behavior, which ends up scarring, which ends up negatively impacting your marriage or yeah. Yeah. You know, making you the kind of man that is no longer worthy even of a, of a pure God woman. Yeah. She doesn't want to yeah. date you because you're a jerk. Because you've been an idiot. Because you've allowed the flesh to rule yeah. and turn you into somebody that, that God never intended you to be. Yeah. All of that is because of the God-given engine yeah. inside. Yeah. You just got to know when to run that engine right. and where you're going to run that engine. Right. And that's a that's a difficult thing for those eight, nine years when you're through puberty but not married yet. It's, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah, and I feel yeah. bad. Badly. It was bad enough when I was in high school in 1975. Yeah. And my uh, buddies had centerfold mm-hmm. nude pictures on the inside doors of the locker. And I think high schools nowadays might police that more than they did then. Even. Yeah. Yeah. But, but everybody's got a smartphone. got it on their And And so... Every on every turn, the temptation is so real and so available and so accessible yeah. that it can become yeah. all-consuming. What yeah. a young man needs to do is he needs to be afraid of it. He needs to be afraid of where that can take him. Yeah. Yeah. But but you can't turn off those feelings. That's right. part of what right. I mean by thinking biblical. Yeah. 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 It, it's. I think maybe one of the questions I'll ask God when I get to heaven as our Creator is why did He start pubescence at age twelve and marriage is about age twenty-two. What do you do with those ten right. years right. of of just right. being on fire? Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, yeah. and that's where right thinking creates right behavior. Mm-hmm. And and um, when you dwell on the things of the flesh, right, then you're gonna indulge in the things of the flesh. Yeah. And then now you're going rogue that is gonna lead to destruction. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so at some level, our young guys, Wes, we got a guy with sexual desire is not Okay. Yeah. God defined perversity or, you know, animal sex with a child, sex with a dead body. Or that's perversion. Yeah. Homosexuality, yeah. lesbianism. But to desire as a man to desire to be with a woman in that way, that's not perversion. Yeah. It's just you gotta understand that it's not the time and place yeah. of life for and, and the the church has to be careful not to not to be the desire. <laughs> or make you think you're a pervert yeah, because yeah. you desire a girlfriend. Yeah. Of course a 16-year-old guy wants a girlfriend. And at that point, I think the best policy is you just don't hold hands. You don't, you don't want to be physical because physicality is designed to go somewhere. And so that's why you stay where the lights are. <laughs> because you don't trust yourself. Nobody yeah. Yeah. trusts himself yeah. against the flesh. Mm-hmm. We're all vulnerable in all ages. I've had guys 76 years old in my office whose wives have dragged them in by their ear because they caught them 
looking at pornography on your phone. Seventy-six year old guy. Well, he's still a man. Yeah, he's still yeah. a man. Yeah. And, uh, so these things are—it's the battle for godliness, the battle for self-control. That's the fruit of the spirit. Um, that's where accountability uh, in our youth group comes in, and and it's where an understanding. Okay, let me give you the illustration I use a lot. Um, outside my office door window, across the road is a big soybean field. Right. I like to hunt. I like rifle hunt deer. Yeah. I, so let's say it's um let's say it's September twelfth and um, there's this monster buck standing out in that soybean field and I shoot it. I have my rifle in my office and I shoot this buck and I'm over there taking selfies with it, I'm gutting it out, and the DNR officer walks up. You know, and he says, Man, what are you doing? Said, Pal, I just shot the biggest buck in my life. And and I'm showing him my rifle, I show him I want to take hell have him take a picture. He said, Pal, you can't do this. What do you mean? I just I just did it. So you can't do it. Why can't I do it? Because it's September 12th. What's the big deal about September 12th? The big deal about September 12th is that rifle season doesn't come in until November 25th. You got a deer in a field with a rifle that in 45 more days you can shoot. See? But there's no license in September 12th rifle kill. There's, there's, it's awful. So he takes my rifle, finds me $5,000, maybe throws me in the moose Why? Because it wasn't the time. It wasn't the place. There were boundaries, and those boundaries really matter for game management, for the health of the herd, for for an orderly society. It's the same thing with God and the way He designed us. There's a time, and there's a place, and there's a license, and there's boundaries, and He puts boundaries around us to protect us from destroying our whole ecosystem. You know, because because if we're 16 years old and we're eaten up with sexuality. We're gonna we're gonna end up places where we don't have the maturity to end up with. Yeah. Not the least of which yeah. is a pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. We're just not ready for that. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean we don't have desire, it doesn't mean that we're unhealthy, it just means we can look at this the way God looks at it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's why Paul said in First Thessalonians chapter four, um, verses what first Thessalonians four about verses uh, two to seven, four to seven in there, you know, that, that we are to be sanctified. And it is God's will. It's, yeah. It is yeah. God's will that we be sanctified, that we learn to control our bodies, not in passion and lust like the heathen. Yeah. So there's yeah. a difference between a Christian yeah. young man yeah. and a guy who has no Christ-centeredness. Yeah. Because yeah. he's going to let his body rule. Mm-hmm. We rule our bodies. A, a man without Christ lets his body rule. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you speak to guilt if if a guy really is struggling with his phone, or if he went too far with his girlfriend? How should he think about that sin in the past <laughs> and, and yeah, going absolutely. forward as, you know, the guilt? On one hand, if you don't have it, that's a bad thing, but right. you can have too much of it. <laughs> yeah, well, what's about sexuality is that it often leads to patterns. If you're dating a girl and you've crossed limits, I almost guarantee you have a time and a place where you've learned to do this. Yeah. And you pick yeah. it up where you left it off. Yeah. You have these patterns. Yeah. Uh, even with self-pleasure, you're going to have patterns mm-hmm. of what you do. And then when you're a young man, especially in the adult world, you have sexual desire too. But when you're a young man and you're driven to sexual desire, um, and, and you learn to uh, to gratify that, um, you're, you're going to continually want to return, mm-hmm. you know. And so it creates a pattern. And so then you go through this cycle of, of remorse. We shouldn't do this. We're not going to do this again. Then you do it again. Then yeah. you have guilt. Yeah. You have confession. Yeah. You forsake. 
And so that's where you need to just, well, A, you've got to build some fences in your life. You, to, you have to get rid of your phone. Yeah. You have to put guards on your phone, you know, or use a flip phone just to make life more difficult. Well, yeah. nobody's going to do that. It's so uncool. Swear, especially if you have a good relationship with your father, it's ideal. Your father knows a lot more about this than you think he does. Yeah. And um, go talk to your dad. Yeah. Um, this is where scripture memory, uh, your relationship with your youth master, this is where being careful of who your friends are, where you go with your friends, what you do. But look, every it's every man's battle. You're going to fight the fight yeah. here yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. And so you better build patterns in yeah. your life towards success, not patterns, patterns in your life towards yeah. yeah. defeat. But it's never going to go away. The desire and temptation to cross this line will never go away. Yeah. But as you grow in your sanctification, you can have consistent victory. And the desires change. Your your desire to walk in purity and in in a wholesome self control lifestyle yeah. becomes yeah. so much more rewarding than a life of failure with pornography or or other lines that we might cross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is good. Thank you. I, stuff all the young men need to hear. <laughs> all the men. Well, it's it's the, it's, it's the way God hardwired us. You know, there is a lot of gender confusion in our world today. Yeah. But listen, our, you know, our sexuality is only part of what being a man is. You know, it's really a big topic. What is a man? What is a woman? Yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously, there are only two genders. Yeah. And we have a world that's trying to influence this kind of with nonsense. Don't ever, don't ever give into that. Yeah. But as a man, God, God, you know, wants you. You you have to become a man of conviction. A man is somebody who stands for what he believes in, um, who is going to courageously face adversity. Doesn't mean he knows what to do all the time. I think humility is really important in a man that you you're open to receiving instruction. I mean, men are proud, right? We're yeah. hardwired yeah. to kind of want to save face. We're hardwired to want to look like we know what we're doing. Yeah. We're hardwired to kind of uh, be tough and strong, yeah. Yeah. when often we're not. But, but, you know, this whole thing is not an easy thing. What did Jesus say? Jesus said that, you know, narrow is the road that leads to life, and few there be that find it. But broad is the road that leads to destruction. I think he's talking about more than just salvation. Yeah. You know, clearly yeah. it's, it's an illustration of salvation. But the idea of living in a Christ-like manner, that's the narrow road. That's the narrow gate. And, and it's a difficult road. And... Um, you know, I've often thought about that, how the things that are good for you are difficult, the things that are bad for you are easy. You know, that's why, you know, eating broccoli stinks, eating ice cream is good. Yep. You know, why is yep. it Why is it that my muscle tone doesn't develop and I eat ice creams with peanut m ms Yeah. You know, yeah. it's because doing push-ups and sit-ups is hard. Laying on yeah. the couch eating ice cream is easy. The, the path of least resistance is always a path away from the will of God in your life. Mm. So, so to be masculine is to have endurance or yeah. the ability to withstand yeah, to be, <laughs> what's not I, easy. I think that, and I think it's true for women too, but yes, as a man, you're going to be the head of a household. You're going to be the husband of a wife. I think step number one is developing yourself to be a man who is respect worthy because yeah. you desire yeah. respect yeah. And, and you want to love a wife someday who looks at you with respect and eyes. And so that only comes with 
basically the fruit of the spirit, you know, yeah. where you are yeah. loving, kind, gentle man who has self-control, you know, and um, and then and you have your character house in place um, so that, you know, you can deny yourself. Yeah. So that you yeah. can put others in front of yourself, so that you're willing, you know, to run into a burning building and save your children and your wife. That's yeah. what a man does. Yeah. You yeah. know, a man protects, yeah. a man provides. Okay. They're not okay. perfect, you know, but in in a sense, if you're not careful, you can put on a persona of toughness and you end up just becoming an angry mean guy. Yeah. That's not yeah. what a man is. You know, just how much you can bench press. Yeah, I think it's good to be able to do push ups and bench press, but that's not the essence of it. The essence of it is an inner strength, an inner character, an inner conviction, an okay. um, okay. undying level of courage and yeah. conviction. Yeah. Okay. So, jumping back to the more practical, then, um, if the, the sexual integrity is so important, the ability to, to stand is so important, you know, with conviction and endure hard things. Um, for a teen guy today, how, how should he think about video games or even sports? Those those pastimes that you know give a good bit of validation and are fun. What's the value of those? Or looking at as I become more of a man and an adult, what does he do with those time, those pastimes? Because I feel like you know you get out of high school, maybe you play in college, mm-hmm. but then what what about after that? How does he need to think about? Well, these are my fun things, you know. Well, I think that that is a challenge because as a young person, you don't have often the maturity to realize that you're investing in what, you know, what the writer of Ecclesiastes, you know, just called vanity. Vanity. Yeah. It's like, okay, am I going to give my life to a game, whether it's on a field or on a screen, and it really accomplishes me nothing. On the other hand, it's not wrong, you know, to play, you know, what's the difference between a video game? You know, well, you can maybe play four video games at a time. Both could be a waste of time. Right. Waste of right. Both could be just a real good time with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, a lot of good things come out of playing sports. I don't cross country in high school. Yeah. It was yeah. really very good for me. Yeah. I didn't do very well, but it taught me a lot of lessons. Yeah. yeah. That apply, you know, in self control mm-hmm. um, and bringing my body under subjection. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, and to keep on going when I yeah. wanted to quit. There yeah. are a lot of good lessons there. But I think you just have to be aware of the reality that some of these things, they there's more there than what meets the eye. Yeah. You know, um, speaking of video games, I'm no expert in this because, I mean, like, I played Pac Man once in 1979. Other than that, I hardly played video because I just don't enjoy it. You're not a Call of Duty type guy. Yeah. I've watched guys play, but I personally never played it. I can see the appeal. Yeah. But yeah. you just have to be aware how that stuff draws you in. Yeah. You know, and makes you, there's an addictive nature to it, to where you find that every every spare minute you have, you're on your phone and you're on yeah. Well. yeah. That's just not being a good steward of your life. You know, and uh, and then it makes you mean when your mom and dad want you to do something because you want to play a game, you know, and they want you to mow the lawn or something, and then you grouse at your mom uh, simply because she wants you to help her carry the groceries and yeah. you're fighting yeah. with your mom. Yeah. And it really just got down to a, a gut tightening feeling that you didn't want to stop killing people in your Call of Duty game, right. you know, because right. you're kind of addicted to it at the moment. 
So I think you've got to kind of have a fear. There's a lot of things to sort of be afraid of, not in the sense of, you know, cowering in the corner fear, but like, if I'm not careful, I can easily mess up yeah, my life. That's a circus. It is. It is. And I think that's true of order. I mean, there's guys in their 30s, 40s, 50s that are addicted to these games too. It's causing yeah. marriage yeah. problems. Yeah. You know, their wives are so frustrated with them because yeah. they won't put their phone down. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you just got to be aware of this. You know. And and as a result too, you know, for me, one reason I, you know, I I enjoy woodworking. I enjoy. Hunting. I enjoy sports still. I play racquetball every week. Oh. Um, and I enjoy fitness. And I'm really a pretty busy guy to begin with. So I just don't have time to sit around and do this. Yeah. You know, and I'd yeah. much rather be you know, working on a wood, woodworking project in my shop than on yeah. a video game. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm not capable of laying <laughs> on the couch, you know, yeah. Yeah. wasting an hour, you know, just yeah. looking at like, you know, trucks hitting bridges if they were too. Too tall to go under, you know. A whole bunch of really quality stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not even talking about sexual or sensual. Yeah, things. yeah. You just waste your yeah. life. Yeah. So you're saying the, then the ability to evaluate really each of your each of your pastimes and say, am, am I moderating this well, or or what hold does this have? You know, that's the the constant question. Yeah, I think absolutely. But remember, we're 15, 16 years old. We're not. You're not the head of a household. It is a time. Well, there's a few that are listening. Want to have? We want you to have fun. Yeah. But yeah. be productive. When yeah. you're 15, 16 years old, you need to start work. Yeah. You know, you need to start being productive. Yeah. I think that speaking of manhood, you know, what comes to my mind, I think that we live in a world that is conducive to laziness. Yeah. And and Proverbs talks about being a sloth or a sluggard. And um, you know, we're to redeem the time the apostle said. Yeah. To walk. Yeah. The old King James says circumspectly. You know, that's the, my Bible college professor talked about that. To walk circumspectly um, was like a cat on a fence with a German shepherd on each side of the fence that couldn't quite reach him. Walking down the fence between the two dogs. Circumspectly. We're walking carefully in this world. Yeah. Redeeming yeah. the time, using it wisely. You know, you're 16, but you're going to be 26 before you know it. And you're yeah. 26, you're going to be. 46 before yeah. you know it. And um, life is a paper. Yeah. The Bible yeah. is true. Learn to to have a humble heart and grow in your knowledge of the Word and your walk with Christ. When you fall, rise up again. Righteous man rises up seven times. Just keep going. Get yeah. some accountability in your yeah. life. Be the man God called you to be and be the man you really want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you. This is all good. I'm. Uh... I'm challenged, encouraged, and I'm, I'm sure the guys listening uh, will be as well. So, uh, you said you play racquetball once a week. Yeah, I do That's actually a... play with against a guy who's 81 years old. That sounds crazy. He beats, I, and I'm not that bad, but he is a phenomenal 81 year old guy. So it creates a model for me. Yeah, I want to be like that. Yeah. His feet are quick. He's he's strong. He he knows the game. It, it's a great fast game. He's still fast. At 81, you say can't be. It is true. Yeah, and and, and it's because. You know, you just don't sit, don't sit and rock. You know? But anyway, these young men, they don't need to hear about my racquetball. Oh, Wesley's good to be with you. Thank I you. I feel like I Thank kind of you. just rambled a little bit. No, it was all hopefully right to the young man. That's good. I, I like the uh, First Thessalonians, you know, possess your vessel, sanctification and honor. That's, that's, we all need to hear that regularly. So. That's right. In, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, right, that, that, that Paul begged of us, you know, 
by the mercies of God to present your what? Bodies. Your body as a living sacrifice. He's talking yeah. about our physical yeah. body. Yeah. First Corinthians 6, he's talking about our physical body. You know? And uh, it, it, we are to, to learn to control our body. Our bodies are not evil, but our bodies have cravings and desire, whether it's to drink too much Mountain Dew or uh, to indulge the flesh with yeah. sexual yes. gratification. Our bodies have to be brought in. Yeah. That's what a man does. A man of God brings his body into control. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for being on today. Uh, thank you all for listening today. And until next time, keep fighting.